0: This is a popul- popular podcast. Do not Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. The historical stuff happens during the week, plus a modern cardinal on Saturdays. Sundays, we'll take a little bit of a break by covering some related topic, often as part of a multi part Sunday series. Today is a Sunday, and we're continuing our efforts to condense and summarize the classic long-form content of popular history, what's now the solemn high pod that we do on or near solemnities, into three- to six-minute chunks suitable for the new daily crowd. These summaries have about a tenth of the runtime of the originals, so if something really grabs your interest, feel free to pope on back to the original episode—it's linked in the show notes—for more in-depth analysis, and a whole lot more tangents. Today, we're continuing our efforts to epitomize popular history's principal content with our summary of episode 8.10, Rome, Part 3, The War Within. The year is 146 BC, or the 607th year after the founding of the city, to count things in the Roman style. With the destruction of Carthage, Rome has conquered the entire western Mediterranean, and in the east has broken the back of the Greek city-states with their sack of Corinth that same year. So, peace, right? Well, no. Sure, you might discount lingering unrest on multiple fronts in Spain as a more distant colonial concern, but even in Rome itself, you wouldn't be able to ignore the tensions and the emerging political violence. Roman veterans were looking for land of their own, but the land was thoroughly spoken for. Land reform would be the major issue for Tiberius Gracchus, a veteran of the Third Punic War, and his younger brother Gaius, who assumed Tiberius's mantle after he was effectively martyred in 133. Tiberius's murder was all the more shocking because you really weren't supposed to murder tribunes of the plebs. Like, okay, You're not supposed to murder any Roman citizen, but you're especially not supposed to murder the Tribune of the Plebs. They're where the word sacrosanct comes from. But it's not like one measly little murder is a sign of the wheels coming off. I mean, it's no civil war. Ominous foreshadowing complete. Civil war would come, starting with the social war, from 91 to 87. Social war being a bit of an odd name, but... Consider that the socii was the term for the non-citizen Italian allies of the Romans, the same ones Hannibal had worked on flipping during the Punic Wars. They had never gotten full Roman citizenship, and they were prepared to fight for it. They had plenty of experience with fighting, from recent revolts like the first two Servile Wars, which put a pin in that, to the Cimbrian and Jugurthine Wars. In the end, they did get their demand of citizenship. And it's not very often you see someone who fought the Romans and got what they wanted out of them. Rome was dominated by two principal men during this period, the generals Marius and his protege, Sulla. And their conflict came to a head while the social war was still ongoing, with Sulla marching on Rome and seizing power while Marius was away. Marius countered and seized control right back, And though the two would not wind up killing one another, the tradition of executing the members of the opposing political faction began to take hold at this point. Eventually, Sulla's side would push back again, and Sulla would end up on top, putting out gangster-style hits on all supporters of the Marian faction, including a young Julius Caesar. Ominous name-drop for next week. No longer governed by the consuls for the year, but rather by a dominant strongman du jour, the death of Sulla in 78 did not mark a return to the traditional models of the Roman Republic, but it was instead the start of a new round of funeral games, with imperializing Rome as the prize. Now, of course, since I was very happy with the funeral games line as the stopping point, I wasn't too surprised to look at my calendar and realize that this is coming out on September 3rd, the Feast of St. Gregory the Great. I really do need to note that I've got some plans for how to celebrate this feast in future years. But this year, we aren't yet far enough along in our main narrative for me to start up with that yet. We'll catch Gregory more properly next year. In the meantime, I say St. Gregory, you say pray for us. Ready? St. Gregory! Pray for us. Perfect. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.